that for two weeks, but nothing happened. Then he decided to write God a letter, requesting the $100. When the postal authorities received the letter to God uh, in the USA, they decided to send the letter to the president. The president was so amused that he instructed the secretary to send the little boy $5. The president thought this would appear a lot of money to our little boy. Little boy was delighted with the $5 and sat down to write a thank you note to God, which read, Dear God, thank you very much for sending the money. However, I noticed that for some reason you sent it through Washington, D.C. And as usual, those awful people deducted $95. I know it was a pretty uh, What's it called? You know me and Paul. And uh, we're going to look at Pergamon week three. And uh, why I do week three is because when I was reviewing last week, I just realized I had, I had a really make clear what the Holy Spirit has put in my heart to make clear. So I, I had to repent and go back to beginning again. Have another go this week, so just put up with me, please, uh, and see where we get to. Really just want to focus on, on this phrase, uh, really the verses 16 and 17, repent and whisper. Repent and whisper. He says, repent therefore, and hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. There's lots of interesting facts, isn't there? Uh, like back in the verses we read, isn't it interesting to you, it's interesting to me, that when he talks about Balaam and Barak and then he talks about the Nicolaitans, he's actually talking about the same thing. It only happened a few thousand years apart. The same scheme of the enemy to, to try and distract God's people from trusting him. And isn't that interesting? I find that interesting. But sometimes we just need to sift out the interesting. And what's the Spirit saying to your heart this morning? So the message I have is to repent and whisper. And listen. We read these two verses and verses 16 and 17. We did we'll read them again. Repent, or else I will come to you quickly and will fight against them with the sword of my mouth. He's saying there's some who are holding fast and some who are not. So with them is those who are not. Uh, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. You know he's not talking about these little ears, eh? talking about somebody else. Who can hear with their heart what God is saying? He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches, to the ecclesia. And you know he's not talking to the building. And he's not talking to the trustees. And he's actually not talking to a Sunday morning service. He's actually talking to people. It's you and I sitting on the seats and others. And to him who overcomes, I will give some of the hidden manatees, and I will give him a white stone, and on the stone a new name written which no one knows except him who receives it. You've got to remember who's speaking. We're told that this is this is Jesus walking amongst the churches. The Jesus who was and is. And is to come. The Jesus who is the origin of all that we perceive as the world and life, the people and everything. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. 
of you might know uh, the little passage at the end of John chapter 5, and, and there's a little verse there. Many verses there, but this is a bit, isn't it? But John 5, 39, and Jesus says to these people who, who he's been talking with, you search the scriptures, trying to find eternal life. But you reject, not me, Paul, but me, Jesus, whom they testify of. He goes on saying, you, Paul's really bad paraphrase right now, you, Luke's paraphrase more than bad would be a better term, uh, you go on and, you know, think you're studying everything about Moses. But if Moses was here, he wouldn't know you. He would reject you. Because Moses talked about you. Here are these people studying what Moses had written, trying to figure out how to, what God was about and how to know God and to do all the right things that God wanted them to do. And, and writing and writing and writing, book after book after book. And he says, you're not listening. You're not hearing God. And even if Moses was here, and you were to show all the work you've done for him, you'd say, you missed it. Because I was talking about Jesus. And when he came, you didn't see him. Why didn't you see him? Because there was no repentance in your heart. And you could study the scripture inside out. <coughs> but if it's for studying it for my ability to try and study it, there's no repentance in our heart. We will not hear what the Spirit is saying to His people. Here's a verse, uh, here we go, 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 2, verses 9 and 10. And it says here, However, as it is written, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, and what no human mind has the things God has prepared for those who love Him. You hear what he's Like, your mind can't get there. Your eye won't see it. This is not possible for you to conceive. No matter how much we study, it's not possible for us, from our own capacity, to conceive how much God loves. divine, the beloved God in a way that it just fills us because of what we can take, what we can achieve, what we can say. You, you just can't do it. But these things God has revealed to us by His Spirit. It's something supernatural. Always is necessary for a human person like myself to know God. know Jesus, to know his love. Without repentance, I can't perceive what the Spirit wants to reveal to me. I need it from you. I need it from him. Verse 14 of the same passage there, the person without the Spirit does not accept the things that, that uh, come but considers them foolishness. And, and if you just know a little bit about 
between Jesus and those called Pharisees and scribes. Because he spent a lifetime studying scripture, zealous about God and for God, for about the Son, Jesus the foolishness of it. The first one about the Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God, but considers them foolishness and cannot understand them because they are discerned only through the Spirit. About we can't hear God. No, the good news is this. God has given us the Spirit. And on the day when Peter first preached, God to Peter first preached about this, he said to the people, you know, this Jesus whom you crucified, this Lord and Christ, it's like, uh, there's two ways to look at it, this account in Acts chapter 2, well, there's more than two. But, you know, I know some people have described it astounding that on one moment that day, 3,000 people gave their life to Jesus. But maybe it's more astounding that the tens of thousands in the city, full of religious zeal, worshipping the God of the Old Testament, and to say, God, send us a Savior. Send us a Messiah. Desperately crying out. That they God to send them the deliverer for fulfilling Old Testament scripture, that written scripture that he had written down. Heard about Jesus. Heard about the miracles. Heard all the rumors of the resurrection. They saw, says at one moment in between reading Jesus' resurrection and ascension and going to heaven, 500 people at one time saw him. I mean, I, I, I can just imagine that city rife with the stories. What's this Jesus? This Jesus going on? But on this day, only 3,000. How do we see? Well, there, there are estimates in the book of Josephus saying that around the time of Passover, there could be a million people in and around Jerusalem come to celebrate the Passover. From all over, you know, they, they travel from all over the place to do it back there. It could be exaggerated. It might only be a few hundred thousand. <laughs> only 3,000 of these zealous, religious, fervent followers of God believe. But here's what Peter said when they said, what shall we do? Touch of the heart. He said, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and you will receive the Holy Spirit. Oh, then you can begin to worship. Then you begin to love. Then you begin to have the love of God within you, not just, you know, something about you. You can only discern I was over there. I'm now over here. There's all 
of Jesus Christ was enough. I don't think you really need two bottles. So the goal isn't to, to make you a particular thing. His goal is to is keep you from being in Christ and Christ being in you. So that is where the life and comfy. Get your busy, go with things. Get your thinking about this, go with things. Get your listening to all the voices all over everywhere. There's so many things. Push the truth around. So more things. Until we become so full of seeds. Now nothing's growing, you know. Just I like to think it's a just a dead, dead place to live. Full of worries and desires and anyway, God will feed you in your kindness. But the seed on the good
for the partnership for this victim.
Repentance to obey those wisdom of the Holy Spirit. 
There's some thoughts that came. I just felt a shelf in the back of my mind. All the questions I don't understand yet. Am I denying that I have questions? No. Am I denying that I felt like I was being pulled in a black hole? No. Am I denying the experience I had? No. But I'm not saying that. I'm clinging to my faith now. Repent and cling to your faith like that. Whatever black hole you feel like you're in. And even if you don't, repent and cling to your faith. Because a moment then, and a a moment, not even a moment, just immediately, it was like light filled the earth. Some of you must have had experiences like that. One seed of light when you repent into it. Darkness goes. We sing all these songs like the first one we sung. This is what it's talking about when it says you'll trample over your enemies. This is what it's talking about. But it's in the repentance. God's responsibility is to bring the seed. My responsibility is to receive the seed. How do I receive it? Repentance. God's responsibility is to grow the seed. My responsibility is to hold on to the seed. How do I hold on to the seed? Continual repentance. Continual repentance. I use that from way back in the start of my Christian life for the story because that has steered me through 40 plus years. The learning from that moment is part of who I am today. and hear what the Spirit is saying. We've got two songs we're going to put up now. And uh, and both of them are good. I, I think they're I think they're nice. But but this is our chance, eh, just to spend some time in the text. You know, grow past it. Just just I preached this a couple of years ago in the church and an older lady came to me. It really struck me with what you said, Paul. Because I always thought repentance was like this thing I did way back then when I first became a Christian. So what I'm saying is, yeah, that's what she did then. But just stay here. Just stay in repentance. Allow God to grow us. Allow God to grow us. The seed. in us as a church. I pray for each of us.
and any who hear this come with me, that your joy of repentance would be at work in our innermost minds and we would be joining in and, and, and just saying, I need you of me so I can cling to him. Amen. Thank you, Andrew. Let's uh, stand and worship.